for you there as well. And it's uh, from Luke chapter number two. Luke is referred to often as the, one of the clearest gospel presentations of the coming of Jesus Christ. Everything that you heard tonight really pivots and points to this. And that is what's found on the screen there in front of you and in the gospel message in Luke chapter two. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I want to speak to you just for these few moments that we have on the King is Coming. And uh, I've got five real quick thoughts that I think will be applicable to what you just heard. Let's pray very quickly. Lord, help us and direct our words and thoughts. Speak to us as only you can. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing is you must acknowledge Him. In fact, these five, they all begin with the letter A. So there's one thing in life. You may not pass a lot of classes, but you better get all A's on the coming of Christ. And that's for sure. It's uh, the one thing you can't be mistaken about. You can be wrong about a lot of things in life, but you cannot be wrong about Jesus' coming, why He came. We're glad you came. And the first thing is you have to acknowledge. Acknowledge what? Acknowledge who He is. He is not just the babe in a manger. In fact, everything about Christ's coming, it wasn't the scene that we see often depicted, and that's so good and true and applicable certainly to this season, this time of year, but he wasn't coming to be the babe in the manger. He was coming to give his life for you and me. And so we have to acknowledge who he is. He's not just a babe in a manger. He was God wrapped in a robe of flesh, and he came for one reason, and that was so that you and I could have our way paved to heaven. You see, I'm not good enough. I could never be good enough. Every once in a while, I think I'm having a pretty good day, and the Holy Spirit comes in a way and reminds me, you're not so hot after all. And all of us are sinners. And the Bible says that, uh, that we are all sinners. For as by one man sin entered into the world, and death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. But the first thing that I have to do about recognizing the King is coming, I have to acknowledge who he is. And the second thing that I have to do is I have to be willing to accept it. You see, it's not enough to just know. In fact, a lot of the world has a, an, an academic, a mental assent to who God is. They'll say many times, in fact, I believe in God. And the Bible reminds us about, uh, uh, in fact, the Bible says the devils believe and tremble. So it's not enough just to simply acknowledge and, okay, you got me. I believe there is a God. I believe that maybe it was Jesus Christ coming in a manger and maybe it was him. It's not enough just to have a mental ascent of that. There has to be a day, a point, a time in your life, if you will, when you accept him. Not just accept it mentally, but personally, you come to the place in your life where you say, I accept him. I accept who he is. And that is... He is Jesus Christ. He is God robed in flesh. I accept why he came, and that is he came, the Bible tells us, for the Son of Man came for one reason, to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke's gospel still continues along the birth of Christ, and it tells us he came for one reason, to seek and to save that which is lost. So I must accept. Then the third thing on these letters A's and getting all A's on the coming of Christ is I've got to abdicate. What does that mean? That means I've got to be willing to step down from where I'm at and my position. And sometimes people think they're good enough to get to heaven. Every once in a while, I'll hear someone who says, well, I don't think God's going to send anybody to hell. By the way, God never does. Man makes that choice all on his own accord. 
The Bible says that God has given us this great gift. It's called the free will of man. God never has forced the gift of eternal life upon anybody. As we approach this Christmas season, you're going to exchange gifts and you'll find some. And you'll, but, but you've got to make that decision. I'm going to accept that gift. But then you've got to be willing to abdicate and that step down from your throne. It's one of the reasons why, if you're familiar even further with the birth of Christ, later in that Luke's account in chapter number two, we find that Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus rise up and flee to a foreign land called Egypt. And the reason they did was because there was a man named Herod, and he was a wicked king. Herod did not want to give up his throne. In fact, he sent out a decree to take the lives of all of the newborn children because he was so fearful about this king coming to take his place. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the greatest decision you can ever make personally in your life is to not just acknowledge and not just accept, but to abdicate and understand that that king who came as the babe in the manger came, and I want to yield my position to him. And so I acknowledge And then secondly, I accept. And then thirdly, I abdicate. And then fourthly, let me say this. I give my allegiance to him because I give him my loyalty and I I give him my heart. And he's the only one that I recognize as king. He's the only one that is capable of saving me. The Bible tells us that it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us. So I recognize who he is, and I'm willing to give him my allegiance. And then finally, the last thought is I want to live my life aware, aware of several things, aware of the fact that he is coming again. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, this same Jesus, after Jesus lived his life for 33 years and was betrayed and crucified, and I'm hustling through the story there, but we get to the very end, and he's crucified, and it doesn't end there. Hallelujah for that. Because when he's buried, he conquered death and he rose again. And when he did that, there was a period of time just a short while thereafter, and he ascended up into heaven. The disciples were so distraught that he had left them. He had been crucified and was buried and rose again, and they felt triumphant. But now he's leaving them again. And the angels spoke and said, hang on, guys. This same Jesus, which you have seen leaving or coming up in this matter shall so come again in like manner. And so I, I, I want to say that it's incumbent upon us to get these A's of the coming of Christ, the coming of the King correct in our life. And that is you've got to accept, you've got to acknowledge, you've got to abdicate, you've got to give him your allegiance, and then we must live our lives aware Jesus is coming. And I want to make sure that my life matters. I want to make sure that in the time that I have, I live in a way that it is pleasing and honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that you've heard tonight in this song and presentation and all of the words have been pointing to one clear gospel message, and that is this. We're glad you came, but more than that, we're glad He came because His coming makes everything in life possible. If you're here tonight and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, It would be so, so wonderful that in a program like tonight, you would not just enjoy the music, but you would accept and you would acknowledge and you would abdicate your throne and say, look, I I realize that I can't get to heaven on my own account. I realize that when I leave this life, 
I better be aware that Jesus Christ is coming. My only hope, my only hope for eternity with him, my only hope for heaven is recognizing that fact and placing my faith and trust in him alone as my Savior. I'd invite you to bow your heads, if you would, just for a moment. And I want to give a real simple opportunity of salvation just right now for a moment. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, boy, this is, uh, and again, with our heads bowed and with our eyes closed, and how many of you would say, with nobody looking around, you'd say, there's been a time in my life when I accepted, I acknowledged, and, and I abdicated, and I, I stepped down, and I trusted Him alone as my Savior, and I know for sure that heaven is my home. Would you lift your hand up just very, very quickly, and you can put it right down. God bless you. Many, many hands. There were a few around the auditorium this evening that didn't raise your hands, and perhaps I wasn't clear. Perhaps you didn't feel inclined to raise your hand, but I want to ask you this. If you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that heaven's your home, would you like to make that decision today? Would you be willing to right there, it's simply in your seat, you could say, Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner, and I realize there's a penalty and a payment for that, but I realize that's why you came. And because of that, I want to trust you as my Savior tonight. Is there anyone like that tonight? Just with nobody looking around and every head bowed, you just hold your hand up very quickly and you'd say, Pastor, I I would like to do that tonight. Would you lift your hand just very, very quickly with nobody looking around? Nobody at all. God bless you. One person over here. Is somebody else? You can put your hand down right away. Just put it up there quickly and say, that could be me. I, I would like to know for sure that heaven's my home. Is there another? Say, please pray for me. I really want to make that decision tonight. Anyone else? Just very, very quickly. I wouldn't try to talk you into it, but I'll tell you, it's the best decision you'll ever make in this life. Is there someone else that would join this one? God bless you. God bless you. That's two. Here's what I want you to do, those of you who raised your hand. What I'd like for you to do is simply ask the Lord to come into your heart. You say, how do you do that? I recognize I'm a sinner. I recognize there's a penalty for that sin, and I recognize that Jesus paid that penalty already. All I have to do is accept the gift of eternal life. I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. It's not a prayer that saves you, but it's the expression from a heart that turns to him by acknowledging, by accepting, by being aware of what he's already done for you. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that you paid that penalty for me. Jesus, as best as I know how, right this moment, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my heart and to save me. Because that's the most important thing that any of us could ever do. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for what we've heard tonight and how you've encouraged our hearts Lord, as we approach this season, help us to not lose sight of the fact that it's all because you came. And Lord, we sure are most grateful that you came. And Lord, I pray that you would bless everyone that's made the effort to be here tonight. And I pray that your will would be accomplished. Lord, I'd ask you to speak to every heart.